Success is different for everyone. Everybody defines it in their own way. And that's the part of what we do in close-up, finding what it was that each person wanted to achieve and what their willingness to sacrifice for that was. William Shatner. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the Lifefoot Halfling Ranger. Time to go back to Waysloth with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play 5e audio podcast. Our good friend Sanjay Patel is back with us for another week. Sanjay, thank you for joining us. How about a little introduction? Sanjay Patel, uh, I am Scoutmaster for Troop 1371. Want to give a special shout out again to our Patreons. Steve, you are now joined by Chris as one of our Patreons. So Steve Geist and uh, Chris Cooper, thank you so much for patronizing the show. Here's your special shout out. And remember, you can also get in on all kinds of other cool things by checking out our Patreon. Definitely some bonus materials in there that no one else has access to but our patrons. So thank you very much and enjoy the show. Pull the door closed behind you. You're not going to eat me or anything, right? I guarantee your safety while you are in my presence. Okay. Uh, pull the door closed. And who might you be, my little friend? Uh, I'm, um, Corin. Can, can you bear with me one second? I am going to channel my wild shape, uh, one of my wild shape forms, uh, into a spirit animal, uh, and I'm going to make myself a seen eye badger. I'm sorry, I don't see too well. Uh, that's okay. Looks like your little friend can. What you suddenly see through your badger's eyes is a nice big dragon. Oh, can I ask what your name is? Well, my little friend, my name is Valinox. You are staying in Petros's temple. Can I ask what happened in the temple? Well, we, we kind of tracked uh, an Asimar who came in here. And he was turning one of our friends into a tree that, or well, a petrified thing uh, that was just going to end up stuck in your grove. And um, one of his uh, priests uh, was going around raising undead shambling mounds. And well, there, there was this kobold that we had to bring with us in order to like find it down here. And then when we came down here with the kobold, I, I inadvertently bit him on the leg. I owe him an apology on that one. I was in dog form. Kind of gets messy. Uh, but there was this big fight down there, and I think the kobold got a little hurt. I think his name was Cherok. Does that name mean anything to you? Um, he's a nice guy. He seems very friendly. He, he didn't. He accepted my initial apology for biting him. Um, but uh, I know Cherok. Wow, you're big. Cherok is as almost as, as talkative as you are. Sorry, Sanjay. So you said your name is Corin. Y- yeah. Yes. Yes, Lord Valnox. Just Valnox. I'm not into formalities. Good, thanks, because I, I suck at courtly manners. 
something that my friends are trying to teach me, but I'm just no good at it. I've found a mutually beneficial relationship with the kobolds down here. They help take care of my needs. I protect them. It uh, is mutually good. So why did you send them away? I sent them away because I had, I was compelled by an agreement I made a long time ago that he could ask one favor of me that I could not refuse in return for a favor that he did for me a long time ago. I sent my people away to protect them in case what he did here did any harm. I'd say it did some based on what I saw. I mean, this is a holy divine place and there are undead shambling mounds wandering around. Is that what I smell coming from the other room? That, that would be the rotting stuff, yeah. Uh, one of my friends barbecued some. Yes, it, it does smell like there was quite a bit of, uh, you know, variety of damage done. Yeah, I apologize for that. We tried not to do much about it. Um, or, well, we tried not to do as much damage, I should say. We're not exactly known for, you know, being a precision instrument here. I mean, me and my friends, we tend to come in and just clobber. At least that's what Phil says. Who is Phil? Uh, he's the hill giant upstairs. There's a hill giant upstairs? Yeah, he's hanging out with the kobolds. He's... Don't worry, he's friendly. He's nice. He's not going to eat them. I don't think. You don't think? You you know hill giants are prone to violence and havoc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I, we, we noticed that one. But he didn't eat us, and we camped with him for a couple of nights. And I mean, I, I, <laughs> not to say too much in my own favor, but I, I look like a pretty tasty morsel in, you know, bear form. I mean, I'm sure if he was going to eat something, he'd probably want to eat that. But I think he's. Pro I think they're probably okay. I mean, they, the, the cleric that was down here with Talgon was trying to hunt Phil, so we were keeping an eye on Phil, figuring it'd bring us closer back to Talgon. Yes, that does sound a bit like Talgon's cleric friend, Krixnar. Even for an evil cleric, was pretty, pretty, pretty nasty dude. He was a slaver and a necromancer. Yeah, that that would that that would sum things up. You can add to his list of accolades now. He's a pile of barbecue. Yeah, that why I still smell his presence. Ah, apparently we didn't burn it well enough. I'll get with my ranger on that. Through your badger's eyes, you see that you're in another large chamber. Tell it's almost as if this is some sort of extra dimensional space or that, yeah, there's some sort of portal between the door you walked through and where you are right now. What you see was a large pool of water and you probably would have heard it's a waterfall of water, you know, going in there. And, you know, the, the entire, the entire cavern is luminously, you know, all kinds of just brilliant colors. This bronze dragon has made this 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 space his home you would probably you know through the badger's eyes marvel at just you know how this beautiful space could exist right next to you know the temple that you were just in how did you do this this is gorgeous it is uh shall we say my home by the sea i connect it to my other home in the mountains so that i can hide from my enemies who might try to locate me here oh so i'm not in the mountain anymore you are hundreds of miles away. Uh -oh. You are in caverns that are near the the edge of uh, the Farshorn Sea. Um, so, I don't mean to be rude, uh, uh, Balanox, uh, but you see, I was on I, I was on a patrol around my campsite, and I was trying to keep an eye out for like any monsters or anything that may be like you know messing with my my friends. And I happened to stumble across your door. But if I don't, if I'm not around when they wake up, 
I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I thought I was just kind of like at the entrance to another cavern. I didn't realize I, you know, left the mountain altogether. Um, you know, my, my, my one friend, Thandor, he's very protective of the entire group and he's kind of a stickler for the rules if, if I'm not around. Is, is it okay if, w- would you come with me and maybe have breakfast with us so we can talk to you and explain what happened? And I, I mean, we have a, a halfling with us. He is phenomenal at Dutch oven meals. Um, you should really taste the cinnamon buns. I doubt he has any with him, but you, I mean, the, the stuff that he comes up with, it's really, it's really good. You are a curiosity my little friend. Um, yeah, you abuse me enough that yes, I will allow you to bring your friends back here. Um, and in fact, you know, I don't stand on ceremonies. Um, as I said, you know, I'm mostly trying to figure out in order to keep my agreement, I have 24 hours before I can go back into that space. So I would love for you and your group to come tell me what you know it is that uh, you know has happened there so that i may ponder on it and then see if i need to bring any of talgon's actions to you know the conclave of dragons i would say yes but you know what let me go get some people who might be just a little bit smarter than me um you know what? we'll bring breakfast with us hang out here and i will not like you're really going to go anywhere but I, you know what? I'll be right back. <laughs> Very good. I will await your return. <laughs> okay. Corin's gonna halt tail back to the group. <laughs> <laughs> and you have now split the party as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I am just a little. <laughs> by a couple hundred miles. Um, so I am going to make my way oh, back. It's not your fault. It's an extra room. <laughs> I will make it back to the party as fast as I can go uh, without, I will probably trip over some petrified roots and stuff along the way, but I am not going to slow down. Uh, I'm just going to let the badger guide me as best it can. Um, I am when I get back to okay. get back to the group. I am going to shake Fezzik and Thandor awake first. Um, okay, pick one because you can't do you can't do them both unless they're laying right next to each other. <laughs> I would say probably Fezzik because I think Corn's going to be a little afraid of getting in trouble with Thandor, and Fezzik's a little bit more loose with the rules. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, so you go up and you shake uh, Fezzik. If you want, you can roll perception to see if you're surprised if you get a really low roll. 16. Okay, yeah, you're not surprised. You know, you, you figured somebody would wake you up. What do you do as you see Fezzik's eyes kind of flutter open? Okay. Shh. I'll talk to you for a second. Um, so, you know, I was on watch last and I was just going to, you know, I was exploring the area because I wanted to make sure there was nothing's creeping in on us from any side directions because, you know, things go a little crazy sometimes. And, you know, I may have stumbled just a little further away than I planned because, you know, I had that feeling of that that breeze coming towards me. And I was I think, yeah, but uh-huh. it's curious. I mean, I think it could have been something really big breathing at us. And you know what? It turns out it was. It was this 
monstrous dragon, like this huge thing of dragon. And I went over there and I was talking to him and it's just hanging out and I say, hey, you need, you need to come have breakfast with Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, breathe. So when I told him that- Are you sure you saw a dragon? Well, <laughs> are you sure you didn't fall back to sleep? Um, I'd smack myself. No, no, I'm definitely still awake. I, I, I definitely am totally awake. Um, and this, this thing was like, it was huge in this giant crystalline cave with this waterfall and there were all these beautiful rocks and he had it all tricked out. He said it was in a cave on the shoreline. Okay. How did you see that? Uh, uh, dear Badger, dear Badger. Call over the Badger. Oh, um, oh okay, okay. So, so where is this crystalline cave? Um, it's right here. This is not really where I would think we'd find a crystalline cave. Well, it's not exactly right here. It, it, it's a little ways over there toward, um, I, it, I, I think it might be over by that angel you guys were describing, like two rooms over, maybe three. But that's not the important part. The important part is the dragon was there and he was really nice and he really wanted to meet us because he thought I was a little interesting. I can't imagine why. I'm like a pretty normal teenager, but that's just me. Um, I, you never know. But I told him that Stanton was really good at Dutch oven breakfast. So I figured if we can wake up Stanton next and maybe help him prep a meal, we can take the Dutch oven over. And maybe we can say, you know, you and I might have discovered the the entrance to the dragon's lair and you know so so wait so assuming there really is a dragon don't um, you think that maybe he's inviting us for breakfast because we are breakfast i guess it could be an overgrown gecko but i don't know for certain i mean i've never really met a dragon before i assume it's a dragon you know, the badger's eyes, they're not so great. I mean, I saw... Well, geckos are typically insectivores. That's true. So I don't think a gecko's going to That's yet. true. I mean, he did say it was okay. He would guarantee my safety while I was with him. But he did say he knew Cherik. All right. So maybe we could take Cherik with us. We could push Cherik in first. That way, if he eats... You know what? We could push Marcus in first. That way, if he eats any of us, it would be Marcus. How do you... Zeal. I, I know you're good with that plan. Put my hand out. Zeal. <laughs> Oh, I think All the right, player so. needs to avoid caffeine too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who would you like to wake up next? So how about you go wake up Stan and I will go wake up Sandor. Okay, sounds good. Right. And you can help Stan with breakfast. Okay. All right, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll deal with these in order. So Fezzik, yeah, you wander over to Thandor, I assume. <laughs> I do. And I say to myself, I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> All right. So, Thandor, you know, tell us how, you know, you're sleeping on stones in a stone tree grove. How, you know, how are you kind of situated? You know, have you made a pillow out of something? Uh, you know, you've got your blanket over you curled up. What what, what, uh, you know, what have you done to make yourself as comfortable as possible? I, I feel my ancestors' blood running through my veins right now when they used to live in the caves. This is absolutely amazing. I feel refreshed. So you say this to Fezzik as as she, she kind of leans over you. So you know, yes. roll a, a perception check to see if you were surprised by him talking at you as you you reach down to shake him. 
I was not surprised at the 15. Okay, so yeah, you just kind of look back at him. <laughs> well, good morning to you too. This was. I am glad you're in a great mood. I am. I don't think anything can ruin my mood this morning. <laughs> well, so um, let's let's just say Corin came and woke me up. He had last shift, and he says he met a dragon. How you feeling? So. What do you mean he met a dragon? So I wasn't completely sure. Okay. <laughs> this is corn. So he says that he went wandering last night, which he knows better to not do. But he went wandering last night during his shift, and he came across a crystalline cave that had a dragon in it, and the dragon invited us back to its cave for breakfast. Did he really... Was he really on watch, or did he dream this? So I, I, I asked that, and he swears he was awake. And he could see it. He has a badger with him to see for him. This sounds very odd. Maybe we can ask the badger. Do you think the badger would ask a question? But why did he walk away from the camp? It's Corin. Really? He knows. Are you asking that? He, he knows better. We'll have to talk with him about he does that. Know better. But what's done is done, right? He wasn't eaten. So the dragon is like near here. Uh, he says it's like uh, he thinks it's by the angel statue a couple rooms over. All right. This is odd, but if there's a dragon, we should see. We should investigate. I will say I felt that breathing last night. Maybe that's what we felt breathing. That's a little creepy. I just think it was the great winds that were blowing through these halls and these caverns. I like your thought better, but I still can't get past that creepy feeling. It was creepy last night. All right. Let's go see what he found. I doubt it was a dragon. Oh, so I think he promised that Stanton would make him a Dutch oven breakfast. Do dragons eat Dutch oven breakfast? I, I don't know. I'm more worried that we're invited for breakfast because we're breakfast. Well, that's but, you know. That's what I would think. We should be prepared. Maybe maybe we can fill its belly with Dutch oven food instead. Or hit it with a Dutch oven? I don't know. Yeah, we just have to be ready. I just want to point out badgers are also colorblind. I have no clue what color the dragon is. <laughs> This sounds suspicious, and it's one of his tales, but we should investigate it nonetheless. I agree. So, should we go make breakfast? Yep, so you got Thandor up. Let's uh, wander over, and uh, uh, Corin, you're uh, about to approach Stanton. So, I will walk over to Stanton. Um, it seems kind of fatherly, so I'm going to walk over to his shoulder and just kind of like gently like shake it. And Stan, yeah, Anton, go ask your mother. Anton, go ask your mother. Go, go. Uh, what? Not, not what? Anton. What? Corin, Corin. It, it's it's Corin. Um, so um, I kind of promised out your uh, cooking services. I was wondering uh, if you got any more great ideas for um, a, a Dutch oven breakfast. I, I think it's something that we want to make for. Um, 
Well, I mean, Fezzik thinks it might be an overgrown gecko, but I think it's it's a dragon, and he says he's a dragon. Whoop, 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 whoop. Stop, stop. Okay. Slow it down. You need me to make breakfast. Okay. Yep. What's um, this about a gecko? Uh, so, Ed, but you, you see, last night when I was on watch, um, I, uh-huh. I, I was securing the perimeter of the campsite, and I, uh-huh. I, I may have stepped through a trans-dimensional door into a layer of a dragon a couple hundred miles away. But that's beside okay. the point. Right, He's a right. very all nice right, dragon. Right. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, trans-dimensional door where? Um, over by. The statue. I mean, it wasn't that wasn't really all that far. I mean, it was just a couple rooms over. Um, but I mean, it, it was. It, uh, it, okay. that all way. right, keep, keep keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. What okay. else? What else? Well, I mean, he wanted to know what was going on and he, what happened over here, and he was a little disappointed. Something about an agreement he made with Talgon. But I mean, when we got to talking, I realized that I had left you guys here. And when he mentioned the fact that I was in the transdimensional pocket a couple hundred miles away, that I, I thought it was a bad idea that I was all the way over there. And I thought maybe if you and I made breakfast for all him, right. we could. All right. Him. Okay. All right. Whoop. Whoop. I take a quick look. I see if I see how much my coffee is gone. <laughs> and look, it's just enough. It's just just enough coffee. The coffee I made for Fezzik when we switch watches off. So I know he's Yeah, okay, but the point is the point is point is Corin didn't have any caffeine. So this is all within a realm of hyper imagination where he's really telling the truth. And as, and as uh, and as I say go on and talk, I start pulling through my stuff to make sure I've got stuff to make breakfast. Keep talking. Go ahead. Go. Go. So I had, he else? was just wondering what was going on. And I went in there and I called him my lord, but he, he, he told me, no, he's not into formalities that, and I said, that's uh-huh. I, I'm not very good with formalities anyway. But he said that, um, yeah, uh, we should just call him Balanox uh, and that he was a good friend of Cherub. And that if we took Cherub over there, I figured maybe we could, you know, push Marcus in and then, I mean, Fezzik was a little concerned that we might get eaten, but if we push Marcus in first, he's big, manly, uh, half-orc, I mean, he can, he can stand up to all of this. So we put him in and if he gets eaten first, then we know we're good and we're, we're, we're safe. But I'm not suggesting that we try to encourage something to eat I don't want anything to eat Marcus, but I just figured he's the strongest okay. of us. Maybe he should be on point. But I think if we go in there, I told him that we would make him breakfast uh-huh. and I'd like to introduce the rest of the group to him. And he said, oh yeah, 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 by all means, bring your friends over. I'd love to meet them. And I think they'd be great and they'd but must have an interesting story. And I told him we did, because we've seen a lot of the land. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't get into your history. I know you were the ranger of the Great Wood, but um, I, I figured you might have, be able to entertain him or regale him. And um, he, he said something about a deal or an agreement he had made with Talgon years ago. And- All right, I, all right, all right, okay. All right, right here, right here. So basically you need me to make breakfast that we're then gonna feed to a dragon and the rest of the group, and, and the rest of the group and we're headed over then when? How soon? How quickly can we make breakfast? Door's right over there. I can take oh. you right there now. All right, okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's let's start pulling breakfast together. But I'll tell you what. Let me pull the rest of my stuff together. You go wake Chiswick up, since apparently you're saying Chiswick is a friend of this Valinox. Yeah. I mean, he said that. I asked him if he knew okay. who Cherok was. All right. Okay. Go wake. Go go wake. Go wake him up. I'll start pulling breakfast together, then you come back and help me, and then we'll carry it all over, okay? Okay. All right. So while he's, so I sent him on his way to go wake him up, I, I pulled the stuff out. The bonfire, I assume at this point, is still magically lit? Yes. Okay. So Oh, I actually, no, it's, extingu- it's extinguished because I, I left the area. 
it has a 60 foot okay. range. So the moment I went to the glowing angel, but you would see okay. the scorch Do marks on the ground. Yeah. I can make it again. All right. You could start it back up. Will, fairly will you please though. be so kind and start the fire back up so I can make breakfast go? Thank you. Sure. I just like, All right. step and. All right. I pulled stuff together. I looked to see what I have. I have enough stuff based upon what my wife packed for us before we travel. I can easily make a maple cinnamon French toast as well as the cinnamon sticky buns and brew some coffee because it looks like it's going to be a long morning. I get to it. All right. So, um, uh, Thandor and uh, Fezzik, you see you know, this conversation kind of unfold as you're walking towards uh, them. You see Corin turn to go wake up Cherik. Um, what are you guys going to do? So, are we making breakfast? We are making breakfast. Even if this dragon may or may not be true, we need to eat. That's true. So, um, you said a lot, and it's a lot to take in, but at this point, we're a group. We'll go through it together. We need to eat first. Let's pull this together. All right. Who's woken Marcus up? Yeah, Marcus is still asleep, but uh, let's have yeah, let's have you approach uh, Cherik first, uh, Corin. <laughs> um... All right, so I think Corin is going to like you know kind of keep his distance from Cherk. Not sure he's completely forgiven me for biting him and taking him down as a wolf. Um, well, actually, I didn't actually get him down, but I did bite his leg. Um, so I kind of walk over and like gently kind of nudge and then step back. Um, like Cherk, are, are, are you are you awake here? So, Cherik, are you a light sleeper? I'm sort of a medium sleeper. All right. So, you know, he just, you know, what it was, say, say it again, Corin, what, what you were saying. I think I cut you off. So, I'm going to tap Cherik on the shoulder and kind of jump back. Cherik, uh, are, are you awake? Um, uh, so, um, uh, uh, Tarek, um, Balanox wants to have breakfast with you. Balanox? Yeah, so Tarek, roll, roll history for me at advantage. <laughs> Your brain's a little foggy, so that may, may be why you don't remember some stuff, but... Nineteen. So nineteen, yeah. So you know that you have a very strong relationship with Valinox already, although you know it's one you're slightly. Yeah, it's kind of you're uh, frightened of him because he's a large dragon, and but you as a kobold, you're there to to, to kind of serve, um, and it's been your pleasure to be you know, one of the, the the members of the team that gets to bring him stuff through the magic door, and so you you know exactly the door he went through. <laughs> And so you know that he probably entered a space. Only people who, that are invited or wanted to come into that space can get into it. He went through the door? He invited me in. When, when, I, when I found the door, he said, you're already here. You might as well come in. So I went ahead and went in. Uh, probably not the smartest idea now that I sit back and think about it. But you know what? He sounded nice. And he, he, he said he guaranteed my safety while I was in there. But also come to think of it, that doesn't mean that he guaranteed my safety while I was out of there, which means, okay, you know, we're not going to go there. Fandor won't like it. Um, 
But yes, uh, so he said he wanted to have breakfast and um, I told him that Stanton was really good at making breakfast and he invited all of us to come in and he said he knew you and he said you guys were friends. So I, I figured maybe you, you can explain to everybody else that I'm not completely crazy and that I didn't actually drink the coffee this morning. Um, but that Balanox is actually a, a he, he is a dragon, right? He is a dragon. Like, like some giant dinosaur type thing, right? No, Balanox is a dragon. Yeah, and you know, you actually know him to be a very benevolent dragon. While he has some of the typical dragon traits of you know hoarding treasure and you know having a lair that they live in, that you know he keeps mostly to himself, only eats when he needs to, and is usually fairly generous with you and your people. Um, and in fact, you know has protected you over the years as you all have you know made sure that he has you know plenty of goats and uh, other animals to eat, as well as you know access to uh, you know various treasures that you know that you've lived fairly harmoniously with Valinox most of your life as a, as a community. Valinox, he, he's really good. He, he takes care of us. He helped us out a lot. I think if he invited us to go eat with him, I think we could go. No, that is really cool. I, I am glad to hear I'm not totally nuts. Though, correct me if I'm wrong, um, isn't that kind of odd for white dragons? No, he's not a white dragon. He's not? Oh. Ooh. Badger Solemn is white. I'm sorry. That's that's not. Sorry, my bad. Um, Stanton, do you need help? I am just about finished. Coffee's the coffee's per hot water's boiled. I can make the French press. Cinnamon buns, check. Finishing a glass of French toast. I'm good. We just need you just need your help carrying it once you tell us where we're going. So you know, I guess all of you roll perception real quick. Oh, okay. Perception. Perception, yeah. Finally, 26. 23. All right. Four. 18. Yeah, and Fezzik? 16. From, from over your shoulder, you hear, Good morning, my friends. And it's Marcus. The rest of you saw him kind of come up behind Cherik. You know, Cherik, you kind of jumped because you didn't realize that there was anybody, you know, kind of back there. But it's Marcus. <laughs> so, so I, I overheard we have a dragon. Yes. Callum. I kind of look at Fezzik. <laughs> so, uh, what's the plan? We're gonna go have. We're gonna make a breakfast and go visit it. Is this the dragon that sent your people away? Yes, it is. He's, uh, he, he's been taking care of us, so he's a very good dragon. In his defense, he was trying to protect the people. Yes, I, I believe he was, but uh, it was interesting that you know usually he would not allow anyone to come down in here, and that's what concerned Cherik so much. Remember, you told me about it in you know, that uh, that long, long, long drawn-out story. Well, you see, he actually made a promise to this to the Talgun guy, and when he made the promise, it was something about a favor for a favor and a favor that he couldn't refuse and when he made the promise for the favor the favor got called in and so Talgun came down and asked him to use the favor to kick everybody out or he kicked everybody out because he was afraid of what Talgun was going to do with his favor and the favor was that he doesn't come into the cave for a day 24 hours I think I think yeah I think it was 24 hours 72 72 72 hours 72, 72 hours 
That was that was close. <laughs> um, yeah, he has one more day to go. So once he called in the favor, he was kind of out of out of the ability to do anything with it. So he in turn asked Cherif to tell his people to go leave the cave because he was afraid of what Taldan was going to do. So he can't come back into the cave yet, but we can go have breakfast with him and figure out what's going on. I figured you guys would have more questions for him that I couldn't ask. I mean, the next question going through my mind was, how do I learn your shapeshift torn? And I don't think I learned that one yet. Very interesting, yeah. Cherik, does this sound like your friend? Uh, he, usually, he usually doesn't like people coming to see him very much, but uh, if he can't come into the cave, then maybe that's probably why. Yeah, roll a quick history check for me, uh, Cherik. Fifteen, one five. Okay, so with a fifteen, you would know that there's kind of a legendary story, you know, that's related to Valinox. That Valinox, atypical to dragons, you know, had a close relationship with one of his siblings, so lived somewhere on the far shore and coast. And you know, that the, the, the sibling got very ill, and that he actually, you know, had convinced through promising a favor to. Talgon, you know, Talgon to, you know, be able to, you know, get him an audience, speak to Jorna, um, so that his sibling could be saved. Okay, so it, it, it essentially he was trying to save his sibling, and that's why he granted the favor to Talgon. I have many questions that I think could only be answered by this dragon. I agree, we should go and ask these questions to Balanox himself. How far away is this dragon from us? Uh, the little one, and he ports to the cord, said, you know, one or two or three rooms away. Um, although this seems like one big chamber, so I'm not quite sure what he's talking about. Well, the, each one big chamber, it, it feels kind of different. Like, you know, when you pass through this row of trees, you feel kind of the breeze shift. And when you walk a little bit further, you feel the warmth kind of come from a, a direction. Well, I was walking towards the warmth and I felt this platform behind it. And when I walked up the platform, that's why I say it's three different rooms. I mean, it's just a little confusing. But we, we have to talk tomorrow or sometime today about you wandering during guard shift. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You, you, you can't see it, but all of them are nodding. Kind of. Yes, the young one needs to learn discipline, <laughs> except for maybe Cherik. <laughs> yeah, Cherik, I'll let you decide for yourself. But I think the rest of you, uh, you know, and know that discipline is you know, something that Corin does need. You know, and you know, in a good sense. Um. So, so uh, I, I guess. I will kind of help Stanton grab pots and then I will lead them in the direction that I came from. Okay, and your badger is leading the way? Yes, badger is leading the way. And then just... Thandor and... Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and as, as we are approaching, I will go ahead and because I was taught 
at least somewhat like city manners, I will, even though Valinox told me not to, knock on the door anyway before we enter. I'm curious if the badger can even see the door or if it just, it's kind of invisible and I can just feel it. Yeah, the interesting enough, you, the yeah, the badger can't see it. None of you actually see a door where he's kind of leading you to. Um, so I guess, you know, if you want to reach out and put your hand on the knob or try to. Yeah, Corin. Uh, or you, you said you were going to knock on the door. Yeah, I kind of... I kind of, I've got the one of the Dutch ovens in one hand and I've got my quarterstaff in the other and I'll just knock on the door with the quarterstaff going, Valnox, it's us. And then I will open the door and kind of walk in. Come on, please come in. I've set a table for you. Or aren't we supposed to be sending Marcus in first? <laughs> Yeah, Marcus is like, I'm back here. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yep, yeah. Why don't you set your things down and we can eat and talk? All right, so I lead them into the cave um, and up to Valinox. Um, I take a moment and pause while the badger's kind of staring at Valinox. I kind of lean back over to Cherok going, the badger still thinks he's white. The rest of you are, you know, find yourself in this huge chamber that you recognize immediately can be nowhere near where you were before. Body of water with a waterfall coming down into it. All this luminous, you know, multicolored, very brilliantly like a plant life and other growth, you know, in the area. It, you know, those of you who look closely can kind of see behind some of the vines that it almost looks like there's a pirate ship back, you know, deeper in the cave, kind of uh, hidden behind some of, you know, the, the undergrowth. Cherik, Balanox you know, says to you, I hope you are well, you know, or, or do the people fare well above ground? Yes, I sent everybody else away. I, I stayed back to try to see what was going on. Yes, it was very dangerous for you to do so. I sent you away for your protection. I will have to think about uh, what you can do you know, to make sure the community you know, knows that you will lead them and lead them safely in the future. I have my friend Marcus here with me to help me. And uh, with that, he kind of gestures for you all to sit at the table that he's made for you. And uh, we'll pick up there next time. In addition to enjoying role-playing games and being a scouting enthusiast as I am, is I do do social research for contracts that focus on mental health. So I wanted to take a few moments at the holidays to remind everyone that they are not alone. Depression is quite normal. You know, other stressors can really turn your life inside out. 
so that if you do find yourself in need of help, there are resources available to you. One resource I'll point you to is the SAMHSA National Helpline, which is 1-800-662-HELP or 1-800-662-4357. So please don't suffer alone. Reach out for help. We're here for you. The holidays are no time to feel like you're alone because you're not. While you can no longer buy a Leaders and Legacies hoodie, you can win one by submitting a positive review to Podchaser and tweeting a link to us before December 31st. See details below in the show notes. You can also support us by giving us reviews on your favorite podcasting platforms such as Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, or any other where podcasts are broadcast. We'd also love for you to patronize us by joining our Patreon. You can join at the $3 level or all the way up to the $20 a month level. At each of these levels, you get various benefits like access to our Discord channel. You can also get access to early episodes, materials that aren't available to anyone else. Uh, Plus, I think you can earn stickers and free Leaders and Legacies coffee mugs by joining at some of the various levels. Um, So we hope you'll patronize us by patronizing our Patreon. Texts are licensed from soundstripe.com. Some additional images are licensed from shutterstock.com. Our logo art is by Catherine Evans. Catherine is so awesome. And um, yeah, we also have many other friends that we would love to mention, like Steve Geist, who is our number one Patreon um, in our hearts as well as in reality. Um, so we come back next week and always remember never to forget do dragons eat Dutch on any breakfast <laughs>